Hello, dear fools. Welcome to this episode of Mystery Cast right here on Tales of Earth, a show that we live stream every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash comic story. And if you want to support us, you can uh, follow, subscribe, donate, however you want to do that. Um, you can also follow us uh, at Tales of Earth on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to, when you hit subscribe, don't, don't forget to hit that uh, bell icon so you get notified when we upload a new video. Uh, you can also support us by going over to patreon.com slash comicstorian, as well as uh, following the links below where you can get some sweet, sweet Tales of Earth merch, like t-shirts and stuff. Like We should have like candy bars, now that <laughs> I think about it. We should do yeah. Tales of Earth gum, candy right. bars... Okay. Customized M and M's. I feel I like, like the it. Illuminati uh, candy bar would have peanut butter and caramel. conspiracies within it, and a mit- a mystery flavor. There'd be and like a mystery flavor, flavor. alien yeah. nougat. I do alien want to <laughs> I'll tag in as well and say that this episode is also sponsored by G Fuel, uh, where if you use the code Comics at checkout, you do save ten percent. And uh, that also is another way to help us out. Thank you, Dan. That was very concise. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Uh, All right. So I have a question for you. Why do you think we have not communicated with extraterrestrials yet? And on top of that question. We haven't. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. (laughs) Where do you think they are? What is, what is, what's the holdup? Basically, what do you think the holdup is? (laughs) They're in Iowa. Love it. They're in Iowa. They landed and they were like, no one's here. This is really boring. Yeah, they're like, yeah, well, let's just stay here. Yeah, that sounds yeah. nice. I can imagine them arguing. They like land like, okay, where are we? Well, over there I see uh, grassland, grassland, grassland. Oh, look more grassland. Glorp you. We're leaving. Let's just, just, <laughs> just leave. Glorp this. Glorp, Glorp this. this planet. What a piece of glory. Oh. What All right, so the question is, why haven't we spoken to them yet or con- made contact? Yeah. Essentially, yes, exactly. Why, why, why haven't we made contact? What's the holdup? Why isn't this like public knowledge? What's going on? What do you got? I, what are your, some of your theories? I just think they don't know English. So they're like, I have and, no idea what these guys are doing. They're just making random bark and whine sounds. I mean, they probably well, can't you, understand you what we're saying. You got to assume, though, if they can travel the universe, they would be able to translate I mean, you would think would so, think. but you would also, think, yeah. uh, if they have never been here, they have never been exposed to our language to right. have an understanding of how to translate. I mean, we, maybe, we maybe could be considered a dead, land, a dead language. What was that? Like, we could be considered a dead language, kind of like uh, like Latin. Like, we know exactly like how it's human used. anymore. What are they doing? <laughs> You guys exactly. still or use your like, uh, What is like, this? No one could go to like an Egyptian tomb and like look at all the signs and go, "Oh yes, I can p- speak this fluently." Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how they probably uh, look at English and look at hum- humanity. I mean, it's possible. Well, uh, we did. Uh, my, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Well, my theory would be that you know, uh, same as I've I think I've said it a couple times because they are. You know, there's the ideas that they have been observing us and mm-hmm. abducting people and probing and whatnot. Uh, I would say, based on if, you know, if they, I, well, yeah, I agree. Um, if they have visited us and observed us, they just probably are mm-hmm. like, eh, let's give it a couple more decades or centuries. 
They're still trying to blow each other up. Maybe uh, all this pandemic and like the apocalypse is them going, all right, let's see if they can handle the rest of the universe. Let's uh, see how they handle a new disease, murder hornets, man bear bear pigs. Um, So what you're saying, Dan, is the extraterrestrials gave us these things? Yes, this is a test. Oh, okay. Like everyone originally thought it was, oh, you have to discover light speed. No, it was actually you have to be able to handle all these different things because if you can't handle a disease that originates from your own planet, how are you going to handle a disease that originates from another planet? Now, there's actually a theory on that. One theory is that we can't get sick from an alien virus because viruses usually evolve with the biological life forms on their planet. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so even if we went to another planet, we wouldn't pick up any of their viruses because the virus literally wouldn't know what to do with us. So that's, I mean, one, that's a theory. Exactly. While I, I like it's this a image of a confused virus. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? What is this? Is that a, while I, a I red get that, First off, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds? Is that the one? Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds. Yep. yep. Yeah, War yeah, of the yeah. Worlds. Martians show up as and well then they basically as, get the common cold. And they, and they die. die. Um, yeah. Technically... While I can I can understand how that could be thought of, um, we got to also remember we're humans and we still get diseases from animals that have evolved when it was ingested or something like that by right. a human. Um, but we've co-evolved on the same planet, and we have a very we have very similar chemical structures. Like we have very similar biological structures. That's that's kind of the theory. It's like you pick up an alien virus that has evolved on a planet where the life forms are, maybe they're not carbon-based, maybe they're silico- uh, silicon-based. And then the virus literally can't do anything because it, it, it's not evolved with your chemistry. You know, does that make mm-hmm. sense? I could see that. Yeah. I wonder if, yeah. so it's, uh, it's, it's, I was going to say, I wonder if when we terraform Mars, whether yeah. or not if there's a long enough period of time where those that are on the terraformed Mars can no longer get illnesses based on earth super martians exactly you've never heard of super martians um also i i can't wait for the day when you meet another human being who was born and raised on mars they're a martian like yeah how cool would that be yeah yeah, yeah. like well well mom and dad i met a girl uh she's really sweet <laughs> she is a martian i'm just so like martians what part martians. of mars what part of Mars? The dingy part? Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, the old yeah. part? Yeah. Are we talking um, like the original colonies part? Because you know those people are, are <laughs> just not good people. The radiation really got to them. They're from um, the wrong side of the space tracks. <laughs> <they're>, ooh. <laughs> wrong side of the launching pad. I don't know. Um, yeah, there we go. That would work. I like it. They're I from like the wrong it. side of the launching pad. I can imagine uh, on this whole virus thing, like a human being landing on an alien planet. Let's say there's some intelligent life. They're like, no, don't shake their hands. We don't know what they have. We could get sick. He's like, I'm a scientist. I can't get sick from an alien virus. Shakes their hands and Instantly dies, dies from an alien virus. <laughs> Instantly <laughs> dies. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, turns out we don't know everything. And then his last words will be, Dan was right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never tell Dan. But he was Never right. Tell Dan. <laughs> Um, all right, so this article comes from futurism.com. We're actually going to go through uh, a few different uh, websites here. This is uh, kind of how I used to approach things where I'd actually 
<laughs> do the research and um <laughs> so this first one is where is alien life six of the top theories uh aliens might be out there or perhaps they might not as dan would put it <laughs> or maybe not <laughs> or maybe not listen they're either there or they're not this is about a 50 or they're not shot. Uh, we have accomplished a lot. Uh, actually, this was written by Victor Tangerman uh, in 2017. We have accomplished a lot in our relatively short time on Earth. We've sent humans to the moon and to live in space, developed uh, massive and sophisticated telescopes to see the farthest reaches of the cosmos, and even rocketed over to Mars and probes to the edge of our solar system and beyond, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, however, a number of organizations have taken humanity's voyage into the final frontier a step farther. NASA, the European Space Agency, and the research collective behind the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, SETI, have been working uh, tirelessly to find out if we are alone once and for all. Uh, already a number of projects exist the, that scan the stars for signs of intelligent life. And despite the fact that many of them have been looking to the skies for decades, we have yet to make contact, and that's a bit of a problem. First question. Okay, I think the first problem here is we're using radio waves mm -hmm. uh, pr as our primary method of contact. They right. may not be using radio waves. Also yeah. true. They, they like what if warp like warp speed or warp drive you know, traveling faster than light is kind of the standard in our minds. But what if for them it's the ability to manipulate subspace or something? You know, to to communicate via subspace. Like, well, if they right. can communicate at least via subspace, then we can like we can talk on the same level. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, the paradox that started it all. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. I would love to hear that. They come down, they're like, okay, we come in peace. Or, or maybe, maybe not. not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but there's like one guy in the back who says it. Yeah, or maybe like not. The, like the emissary comes out and he's like, ah, oh, we come in peace. And then he like one guy pops his head up. Or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. You never uh, know. It's a big trust building exercise. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the paradox that started it all. To put it mildly, our solar system our solar system is very old. In fact, scientists are still figuring out just how old. Clues gathered from meteorites suggest it is almost 5 billion years old, and surrounding star systems are likely billions of years older. While interstellar travel uh, still seems to be a distant dream, new technology is born every year that allows us to scan the skies for signals from civilizations in the most distant corners of the cosmos. The m number of known alien worlds and star systems discovered through these technologies continues to rise, but our creative methods of listening to space have have not yet revealed anything that resembles extraterrestrial communications or civilizations. My theory, they're ghosting us. We're like, we're, we're, we're like, do you want to respond to that message? Uh, no, uh, they no. seem a little oh, needy. <laughs> yeah, we, we got another one. Should we respond? Like they're really trying. No, no, just I, just, I like this idea because in my mind, it's like a Tinder app for the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know there's like do you want to uh you know make contact with a new world and they're like this eh, swipe left swipe left Ooh, earth swipe right Ooh, uh Ooh, swipe right a, oh god that's a right if i've ever heard one uh <laughs> yeah so given the size no i really like that idea that image like oh proxima b that's hot yeah sweet um uh, <laughs> totally no. Alpha Earth. Centauri, hell yeah. Why, why does Earth curves? still have a profile? Oh. <laughs> why does Earth make the profile? Oh, uh, given the size and age of our universe, it seems like we shouldn't have made contact. We, of course, have not. As far as we know, they're saying the Illuminati have. Right, Andy? 
I can't really talk about it, Gary. We've been over this <laughs> well, several whatever. times. Hey, if we can talk about giving the Illuminati candy, like branded candy, I think we can talk about this. Uh, in the early we, 20th we've century, Snickers for decades. I'm pretty sure. Also, uh, Toblerones. I mean, they're the shape for a reason. I'm just that's saying. true. I'm just, yeah, I think actually that's a good idea. The uh, the Illuminati should own Toblerone. And instead of like the mountain with the bear in it, it should just be the Illuminati symbol. <laughs> what if in the mountain, in that mountain, is where their mountain Illuminati bases? You guys keep this up. I'm gonna have to send a. Uh, <laughs> a I'm sorry, my doorbell just rang. Let me deal with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we both get a ring at the doorbell at the same right. time. Um, in the early 20th century, physicist Enrico Fermi asked himself a now famous question: Given the scope of our universe, we haven't found. Uh, why we ha- why haven't we found intelligent extraterrestrial life yet, or why haven't they found us? They, again, they have found us. They just don't like us. This is something called the Fermi paradox. I think, uh, yeah, the Fermi paradox or the Great Silence. The Great Silence. I like that more. Scientists have floated many possible answers in the centuries since Fermi first asked this question. Uh, Here are some of the most possible reasons why we haven't made first contact. First off, I would like to say that the human race is probably the sticky-fingered toddler of the universe uh, hitting themselves with plastic bats. I can like, see it. That's how that's how the extraterrestrials see us. You know, we're we're Just, that kid with the the traffic cone on the head and running into a wall. Oh yeah, oh, and well, then complaining say about how it. smart we are. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, he's pretty um, smart. Don't. He's pretty smart. He's just, yeah, just ignore that part. Um, And and then he runs into it. Or maybe not. Or maybe maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he put the cone on his head. Well, at least he did it for protection. It was a safety cone. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so the first part of this article actually has hashtag great filter as the title. That's great. Um, because the reason they don't come hashtags. is because we use hashtags. They're like, let's go there. That's what it is. I don't know. They're using hashtags. No. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So what are they? They have they, this thing they, called TikTok. Let's let's just keep going. Let's just wait. Yeah, they're still calling pound signs hashtags. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on. Uh, basic. So hashtag great filter or the great filter. Basic probability asserts that alien life must exist. Since we haven't made contact yet, one theory goes there must be something barring life from interstellar travel, or at least barring it from communicating with other alien species. This barrier, known as the Great Filter, uh, and it is a is known as the Great Filter, and it is a force or event that stops a civilization from getting to the aforementioned point of interstellar travel or communication. If the theory holds true, there are two primary reasons that we haven't made contact. Because societies kill themselves off before they reach a state advanced enough to explore the stars or interstellar travel is simply not possible on a technological scale. Neither option is particularly pleasing. And according to the experts behind the work, the filter uh, event is of equal or greater probability than the existence of alien life itself. This is the point argued by Robin Hansen, a research associate at the future of humanity. Uh, hu- sorry, uh, associate at the Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford University. What an institute to be a part of! Um, in his discussion of the topic, he says, no alien civilizations have sustainably uh, or substantially colonized our solar system or systems nearby. Thus, among the billion trillion stars in our past universe, none has reached the level of technology and growth that we may soon reach. This one uh, data point implies that a great filter stands between ordinary dead matter and advanced uh, exploding lasting life. Since we have not been able to detect alien life or leave the solar system much for that matter, 
Uh, how far are we from being caught up in some event that would bar us from ever finding aliens? Uh, the easier it was for life to evolve to our stage, the bleaker our future chances probably are. Hansen writes, in other words, the more life there is in the cosmos, the greater the likeliness that we are about to reach a cataclysmic life-ending event or reach the cosmic li limits of technological advancement. Yeah, he's such an optimist. Wow. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> such an optimist. Yeah. Yeah. So his theory is, for some reason, yeah, for some reason, that the more life there is in the galaxy or in the universe, the more likely these civilization-ending events happen, I guess. Like, it's like some guarantee that an intelligent civilization is going to wipe itself out. I mean, we've almost done it a couple times, so I, I guess I could see it. We could, again, like I, like I mentioned, I think a couple of weeks ago, we could have done it when we, when we tested the first nuclear weapon. Exactly. Like, we did not know that it would stop. Right. Like yeah. it was, it was a 50, 50 chance it would stop or it wouldn't, or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. Um, yeah. Didn't they, didn't, yeah. wasn't that uh, a fear when they turned on the, uh, the large hydron collider? Yep. Was that uh, it would start a black hole well, and pretty much wipe everybody or, or no, I don't know if it was an actual fear, but I know people were worried about it. Yes. You know? the, but most scientists were, were like, nah, we're good. Don't worry about it. the particle accelerator. Yeah. So there were actually, um, petitions online to keep them from turning on the large right. hydron collider because what you, Essentially, what happens when they collide these um, uh, electrons together is it does create a very, very minuscule, tiny black hole uh, because it's simulating essentially the birth of the universe. And that was the concern. It was like, oh, you're creating black holes. Mm. It's like the black holes pop in and out of existence all the time. Right. In space, uh, I believe even on Earth, like they're they're so small and so infrequent that they just they dissipate. Nobody ever really notices that they're even there. Yeah, I had like two so, in my backyard the other day. <laughs> you're like, oh, look at that. Oh, it's black yeah, hole yeah. season again. Um, always happens. Always happens. Uh, yeah, so black holes actually happen all the time. Uh, it's it's the big ones that we're scared of. It's the Hollywood version right. of a black hole that that frightens us. Yeah. But again, we don't necessarily know what next test for a new technology could. Like, what if we do try to test warp drive? on earth and it's our testing of warp drive that wipes us out because like, because yeah. we're trying to leave earth and it's the thing that that's that we're that we're developing that makes us a like a, able to leave earth that actually wipes us out i don't know um, possible i mean what if what yeah. if black holes are another civilization traveling through space Ooh, yeah, like I, I mean if you think about it we we have a understanding of what it is but we don't have any real like confirmation of what might be on the other side or anything like that and for all we know right. it is an alien spaceship and it there's something about it that is causing the effects that it is doing and that's, that's why true. it occasionally appears actually, in yeah. different locations because mm -hmm. it pops into the universe or maybe it's another civilization that tried warp travel and failed and they're trying to escape, and that's why they occasionally open the portal, but their failure just does not allow them to escape. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or what if, yeah, I mean, what, yeah, what if their their vessels are actually, they look like black holes to us? Yeah. And that's how they travel. That's actually a really good idea. Um, I would also like to imagine that with the first warp drive test, you have somebody who pauses and says, wait, before you hit the start button, because this is going to be a, just a basic start button. Well, yeah. um, it's a really big red button. 
what does this do again? Oh, you see it warps space and time and shoots whatever it warps around to the destination desired. Okay, so how big is the bubble? Oh, we don't really know. I can imagine the entire planet being shot across the universe. We just moved Earth accidentally. <laughs> we just, <laughs> and now we have no sun, no star, nothing, and we just freeze. <laughs> okay, guys, that was my bad. Yeah. That was my bad. My bad. My bad. Oh, man. My bad. Can we move back? Um, anyway. All right. So the next theory is what this guy calls do not disturb the aliens. Another hypothesis asserts that alien civilizations certainly exist, but they're simply inactive. That's <laughs> they're the, sleeping. Uh, Basically, uh, the astivation hypothesis, astivation refers to an organism's state of prolonged inactivity, similar to a bear hibernating or a frog that buries itself in sand during hot weather. So all the aliens have buried themselves in sand. <laughs> I understand what they're trying to say. It's just kind of a weird image. It's like, yeah, the aliens are burying themselves in the sand during hot weather. What's the problem here? I don't understand. Mm. I'm just picturing them like <laughs> ostriches with just, like just standing up with their body up, their head in the sand. Yeah. yeah. Sorry we missed your call. Our heads were in the ground. Um uh, which was put forth by researchers from Oxford's uh, Future of Humanity Institute and the Astronomical Observatory of Belgrade. The theory, published in a, paper, uh, in a paper in the Journal of the British Interplanetary Society in 2017, states that aliens may be hibernating until the environmental conditions are just right to become active and build their super society. Okay. Uh, the researchers argue that the laws of thermodynamics directly limit computation as computing technologies need to be cooled in order to function. This is our computing technologies, might I add. This makes yes, it exceedingly alien. right. This makes it exceedingly difficult to create advanced technologies, as keeping them cool at scale quickly becomes uh, prohibitively difficult. So the aliens are uh, falling into a dor- into a dormant state until, uh, to be blunt, the universe cools. Okay, I do not like this weird, theory. I, yeah, I don't like so this many theory problems at all. with this theory. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we need. I mean, okay. First off, uh, if you live under those kinds of conditions, then you're going to build technology that can handle those kinds handle of those conditions. Kind of conditions. Yeah, yeah. Right. In the same way that we build technology on the Earth that can handle the conditions of Earth. Well, this is this is so, once again a humanity looking through the lens of humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is well, I obviously right. aliens can't build the technology they need, which would obviously be exactly mm-hmm. like ours. Right. Like exactly. No, not yeah. necessarily. Assuming, yeah. Right. Assuming their planet has things like silicon and yeah, exactly. right. know, gold. Plus you gotta um, you keep know, in mind like different rotation and distance from stars that maybe they did create something, but with the way that their planet reacts, they've kind of got those like twenty four hour days for X amount of time and then it swaps to a different one and they've planned for one and then Jim yeah. forgets to set up the calibrator so they gotta wait for the next cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a it's like an intergalactic daylight savings time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh but distilling the development of a civilization to the kinds of conditions that are uh that our current and somewhat imperfect models can predict would be reductive. Uh what if intelligent extraterrestrial life has found a way around the thermodynamic conditions that limit 
its ability to compute. Exactly. What if there are other forms of value that can be generated? The study authors write, if they're wrong about the relationships between thermodynamics and technology, the astivation hypothesis would be moot. In this case, perhaps one of the other ideas here holds true. Yeah. So they, they object to that as well. Um, in fact, that's, again, it also comes, all this comes back to why haven't we made contact? I firmly believe we have, is what Dan was saying earlier. Like, what if we literally can't speak the same language? You know, it's right. like, what do you mean mm -hmm. you guys use tongues and don't bend light to communicate? Like, right. we don't know. I mean, it could literally be any form of communication. Or perhaps, um, uh, so like, they look at us kind of like we look at bugs. We look at them right. and we go... Well, I don't really How care do what they're saying. Like, we have not put right. effort into, like, translating different animals. And for all we know, they're just looking at us as these random animals on a planet. What's the point in trying to communicate? It's true. Yeah, they just see us rubbing our wings together. Um, Look, it's like they're almost building whole cities down there. No, that can't be right. <laughs> no, 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 that can't be right. They're not smart enough. Um. Uh, the next one is a Guyantic bottleneck. According to the Guyan bottleneck uh, hypothesis, life needs uh, particular environmental conditions to develop, as far as we know. Uh, and they're not so common. Astrobiologists at the Australian National University penned their explanation to the Fermi paradox in 2016. Extinction is the cosmic default for most life that has ever emerged on the surfaces of wet, rocky planets in the universe. The researchers wrote, that's because a planet has to be actually inhabited for it to be habitable, because organisms change the concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. A catch-22 emerges. No life without habitability. No habitability without life. Alien life to pers... What's that? I was just saying habitability. <laughs> for alien life to persist, the researchers write it must hang on like trying to ride a wild bull. Most life falls off. Uh, life can only take place with the presence of an unlikely feedback loop. In this case, Earth is the exception to the rule. Uh, there are all kinds of statistics that basically point to the fact that the Earth naturally forming life is astronomically rare. Like it's right, so yeah. incredibly rare. Every single detail had to line up just right for life to evolve on earth not just evolve but even exist right we um, are the albino the planet where it's like there <laughs> are right. like there are millions of things but every now and then you get that one or like the blue lobster right. there are millions of lobsters but one in every million has that random different uh pigments and is different yeah and maybe exactly. we are just that planet yeah. What, how sad would it be, though, to get out in the universe and realize we are actually it? I mean, then we would I mean, start getting house, people going you know? to different planets and going, all right, this is my planet. This is Planet Dan. Planet Dan. This we basically planet, would have the run. Yeah. I can't name a I mean, planet, Bob. Who well, we'll put you in charge, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you buy a planet and call it not Bob? Yeah. I think real estate would be really cheap then because every human being could hypothetically own their own planet. <laughs> you could pretty much oh, man, do whatever you want. The only one I can afford is the gaseous mass. Damn it. <laughs> you can't even live on the surface of that thing. This is my uh, uh, summer planet. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my summer planet. This is right. Literally, it's summer all yeah. the time. All the time on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th I think it's a very sad concept, you know, that what if life really is that rare mm -hmm. that we are it? Or at the very least... 
you know, the other civilizations that have popped up just died off. Like, cause we're so far apart in right. time and space that we just, there's no way we could have communicated. Well, I have said this before, cause I think we were talking about aliens at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a possible possibility. Nobody ever discusses this as least as far as I can find that we are the most advanced I was yes. actually aliens thinking out that there. as well. And other aliens right. are like, why hasn't anybody contacted us yet? I mean, we got pointy sticks now and big rocks. What's, I mean, what are they waiting for? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Because we're sending like, radio every, signals. <laughs> the, the theory is always that there is a more advanced civilization than us. Right. right. Which, I mean, you could, there's not? I mean, it's a very good theory, obviously. You, you would yeah. think that yeah. somebody out there maybe would have uh, come up with you know, advanced technology to, to travel the stars, much like we have, but right. they would do it faster. Right. Um, but it's possible that we just are the most technologically advanced aliens out here. Yeah. And other aliens are waiting for us to make contact with them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's the case, we're not really leading by a good example yet. at the moment. Not yet. yet. Not well, yet. I mean, yeah. you know, if even if, if even if you let's just say you look at the lens of popular science fiction, there's always those species that used to be at war all the time until they finally settled their differences and moved off into the stars. We could just be in the early stages. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Where yeah. we're realizing, like, hey, these differences. We could be the Vulcans at some point. It's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's actually a really good theory. Uh, the opposite of that is we're late to the game and we're all that's left. Everything else has died out. Also possible. We're in the also bo- possible, or we're in the boonies of the universe, and everyone's like, eh, "You don't want to go there. You'll want you want to go to the one next to it." We yeah. got yeah. we got to pass you- through the Milky Way. Lock the doors. Roll up the yeah, windows. Exactly. Yep. I don't even roll think there's up. a Starbucks out there. Like, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be if we ever, let's say we do eventually head off into the stars, we meet other alien civilizations, and we find something that is essentially a Starbucks, and it has like almost the exact same logo and things like that. That really would be funny. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they got one of these like every galaxy, honestly. it's They're really they, common. They're, they're everywhere. I mean, yeah. there's one that's like on the planet, and then they have one on the moon. They're like right next to each other. I don't, it's not necessary. Yeah, like why? Like, why? Does it make any sense? There's a reason they're called stars. There's Starbucks. one every light year, pretty much. There's one per <laughs> star, essentially, throughout the universe. One per star. Starbucks. All right. Get uh, it. Yeah. Uh, the other. Or maybe not. Another theory. Or maybe not. The, <laughs> or another maybe theory not, is guys. to. I mean, it's possible. Uh, as to why we may have not made contact already. Uh, and I say may is that life may be trapped in deep oceans. In 2015, after nearly a decade in transit, NASA's New Horizons spacecraft became the first to do a close flyby of Pluto. It offered humanity its first look at its icy surface and raised questions about the possibility of subsurface, subsurface oceans of water and lots of methane and nitrogen. Uh, these questions uh, put Pluto on a short but growing list of worlds with buried oceans trapped underneath a thick crust of ice and rock. Some of the other worlds are Saturn's moons uh, Enceladus and Titan, as well as Jupiter's moons Europa, Callisto, and Ganymede. These oceans figure prominently in another theory of where life might be lurking, one that Alan Stern, the principal investigator for New Horizons, touches on, since buried oceans form a much more stable ecosystem than flowing surface streams, Changes such as altering tides and dissipation take place over a longer uh, time period. 
A hard outer shell protects hypothetical life in the oceans from a harsh climate and a lethal mix of gases on the surface. Im uh, quote, impacts and solar flares and nearby supernovae and what, or uh, what orbit you're in and whether you have a magnetosphere and whether there's a poisonous atmosphere. None of those things matter. Uh, any intelligent alien life that forms in these deep oceans would have to overcome a big hurdle to reach inhabitants of other worlds. Drilling through that thick protective crust, uh, all that work would only get them to the surface, sending signals to other planets become even more unlikely. Maybe. I mean, I would argue that it would be just as difficult. It's difficult to get off a planet, period. You know, and it what did we take consider, us a while. It did take us a while. It could take us a while, while yes. right. It could take us a while, it'll take them a while, even if they are trapped underneath like miles of ice, that's right. just their sky. Like that's their sky. That's them figuring out how do we get out of our our version of an atmosphere. Well that's um, that's their like, understanding we, yeah. of a sky. Because if you think right, about exactly. it, like we went through a long period of time of not really understanding that there was space out there. Like we went yeah, through a true. long period of time because mm -hmm. actually I was uh, I was going to mention this one earlier and I it's funny that it was on here because I wasn't even aware mm -hmm. that it was a legitimate theory. But uh, like we always look at it as life on Earth evolved in a certain way that eventually we went from water or aquatic life that eventually evolved into humans. Mm -hmm. it, like that that is evolution that's that's that kind of thing but we look at like whenever we think of other things and stuff like that we always assume that it would go in the same direction but what if in another place instead of a fish evolving to get legs to grow on land it instead evolved something else to be able to live deeper underwater or like there are so many different aspects mm -hmm. where we've talked multiple times about there's always two like there's like almost always there's like two races kind of thing and one mm -hmm. eventually becomes the main one like we have uh homo sapien and neanderthal and right. maybe on that a different planet well, yeah. mm -hmm. neanderthal was the one that became the more prevalent one like there are so many different branches of the evolution that maybe just on different planets because of the different atmosphere, because of the different mm -hmm. uh, gravity, the different whether or not uh, there is an ozone layer or if there isn't. Like there are so many different factors that would change that direction. And if we did have right. alien life that was in deep oceans, they would then go from, because we went from, we we're above water, there's sky, then there's space. For all we know, these people might go, we're like in this liquid area. There's something completely different above us. They get into that and they they think that every like this like space from there is a part of that. And they don't understand that there is right. the difference. Right. For them, their early concepts of space is just the ice above them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You know, it's it's just a matter of perception. You know, the challenges we face are difficult for us. The challenges they face will be difficult for them. Any technology we build here is designed to operate under our conditions. Yeah. Same for them. There's nothing saying they can't develop technology underwater because that's their living condition mm -hmm. in the same way that we, you know, live in an oxygen rich atmosphere. Um yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it was it was uh, Edwin Hubble who actually first found uh, actual evidence of 
galaxies beyond, beyond our own. I mean, there was a theory for a long time that our galaxy was it, like that the Milky Way was the universe. Right. And he was the first one to discover, oh, no, there are other galaxies much like our own. Um, and that wasn't that long ago. I mean, that was uh, early 20th century. So, yeah, it's we've come a long way since then. Um, yeah. So, and I... <laughs> And they would have to develop. I mean, it's amazing. It's it's almost like the the Aquaman movie, you know, where the, the suits that allow them to walk on land. That's essentially what they would have to do to walk on our planet. Right. right. You know, it's a spacesuit for them, and it's filled with water. You know, and it's like yeah, and it'd be it'd be so strange to us. But that's just that's their atmosphere. You know, that's what keeps them alive. And or may, maybe so, and they're, they're looking scared. for. We should find them and blow them up. Like maybe they're scared to come here because of that exact thing of the different right. atmospheres. Like they're, they yeah. might look at these different planets and go, what's the benefit? We right. may send people and here our, and they die. Yeah. Then why do what we if our oceans, to go there? What, right. What if our oceans, uh, while it's water is like poison to them, you know, yeah. because it's the, the chemical structure is a little different. It's kind of like fresh yeah. water versus salt water. Like different animals live in different yeah. ones, but you can't just directly swap them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So deep in the oceans, that's one theory as to why we haven't contacted them. Um, even if they are sending us signals, maybe they're not using radio signals. You know, maybe they're using somebody, something else that we, that we can't even conceive of. Uh, again, they're, that they're bring, communicating via smell. Via smell. We're sending smells. Out we've been sending, space. we've been sending the hello smell for decades. The hello <laughs> Nobody's responding for some They've reason. actually been blinking in uh, their stars in Morse code across yeah, the universe. I don't understand why these people aren't saying anything. <laughs> these humans are rude. Oh, man. They think uh, we're ghosting signals. them. <laughs> yeah, they think we're ghosting them. Yeah. Like, man, those, yeah, they're rude. Uh, uh, missed signals. For the past eight years or so, we've been listening... Uh, 80 years or so, we've been listening for signals of extraterrestrial life with radio technology. The Allen Telescope Array, situated 470 kilometers or 290 miles northeast of San Francisco, is one of the biggest uh, since 2007. 42 dishes have stood at the ready to scan the skies regularly in the hope of receiving radio signals from extraterrestrial life. But what if extraterrestrial life doesn't operate on those frequencies? Haha. Attempts at contact would could <laughs> simply be passing us by simply because we don't comprehend the right wavelengths. Instead of using telescope arrays and scanning the skies for radio signals, which I have always thought is a strange idea, like of all things. Right. Uh, Duncan Forgan at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland suggests creating a galactic communications network. I'm on board with that. The same way we blink our high beams to send a signal to other drivers, we could use the shadow that Earth creates when it passes in front of the sun. Thank you, Dan. Hey! Uh, to send a mess. I think Dan just has an obsession with our sun. Apparently, I I think these things that other people have thought of without knowing, because yeah, uh, we tried more code with Ellen. our Earth. Uh, oh, to send a message to our fellow inhabitants of the universe, uh, uh, Forgan suggests that we build powerful lasers that contain those uh, encoded messages, which are sent out as we pass in front of the sun. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I was I was thinking you would shoot a powerful laser at the sun, which. Like, let's just blink the sun out in like increments. <laughs> I feel like that would be a bad idea. Gary. Maybe a bad idea. Yeah, it'll come back. Hopefully, um, or, sh- or maybe or like, not. <laughs> or maybe not. We're almost or certain. Maybe it's not. one or the other. Yeah, I'm certain. 
Um, if you want to quote, he says this in quote, if you want to communicate with someone on the other side of the galactic center, there's uh, lots of stuff in the way. Dust, stars, a big black hole. So you can take the long way around using the network, uh, Forgan tells new scientists, rather than letting intergalactic messages get lost in the vastness of space. Civilizations in different galaxies could agree to use this galactic communications network to ensure their message messages get to their intended recipients, a unified system to cut through the chatter. Uh, I think that's a solid concept, actually. I think that's a great idea. A galactic just, communication system? Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, so like sending out uh, just radio signals, hoping somebody hears it, is like pushing random numbers on your phone and hoping to get an actual phone number. Right. Correct. Yes. You know, just repeatedly. Like, why is nobody answering my call? I'm just sitting here <laughs> hitting random numbers. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically that equivalent. Now, if you're much more intentional about it, and if you're doing something that any civilization could see as strange or odd, um, yeah. But I, I, again, Dan, like I think it's a great idea to do something that's maybe a little more visual. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's that like. But again, there are also theories that aliens don't see the same way we do. Right. So you know, all kinds of roadblocks here. Have have we? Uh, so regarding like the radio waves, have we mm-hmm. like? recorded like this is a hard one uh have we (laughs) sent radio signals to say one of our satellites that has traveled a long distance in space and then tried to see what it sounds like like have we proven that radio waves can travel through space without being transformed in some manner uh yes because we've communicated with voyager 2 uh, the space probe that has actually left our solar system, we're still receiving information. And that information is sent through radio waves. But like... And it's like cohesive, coherent information. It's actually right. like telling us... You know, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so we have yeah, proven, we, we've proven that, that, that it can, work. It can <laughs> travel through because I, yes. like, I haven't seen it in a lot of the ones that we have gone through. Um, right. So okay, if if that has been proven, then this stuff makes a little more sense for the plausibility. Because if we didn't even have proof that the radio waves could travel through space in the same way it does on Earth, uh, the scanning for radio waves would be completely pointless because they would be so They're much out different. There. Like, or maybe not. Or maybe not. Um, or maybe not. Okay, I wasn't aware that that we did use radio waves for that kind yes. of transmission. Now, the okay. only problem with radio waves uh, is that because radio waves travel at the speed of light, uh, let's say we're trying to communicate with Proxima B, which is, I think, like four light years away. Mm-hmm. It's going to take four years for anything to reach Proxima B. Right. Assuming something is even there to receive it and send it back, that's another four years. That's eight years or maybe more uh, between a hello and then another hello right (laughs) that's that is on a galactic scale a snail's pace i mean that is snail mail yeah in its worst form that's like snail mail that got lost in belgrade you know it's it's space (laughs) snail space space snail space mail yeah um so yeah it's, it's painfully painfully slow the the methods we are currently using uh to reach out into space and we're really only using one method which is kind of silly you know, again, it's like yeah. writing random addresses, sending it out, and then hoping that the addresses are real. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And that, yeah. So, um, 
All right, so another theory is that we are just being impatient. We've only been actively reaching out for alien life for about a century, a mere blip in the long history of the solar system and of the universe overall. Even Solomonides and astrophysicists and math or and astrophysics and mathematics undergrad and researcher. Okay, there's some typos here. Uh, at Cornell University, suggests that it could take a while, about 1,500 years from now, to be precise, before we hear from any extraterrestrials. Uh, <laughs> they got. They get our message with like return to sender and stickers and like stamps all over it. Like, oh, we just got it late. Oh, Lord. Someone got <laughs> lost at the Galactic Post Office. Uh, in a paper submitted to the American Astronomical Society, Solomonides uh, examines the probability of finding life. Um, quote, we predict that under 1% of the galaxy has been reached at all thus far. And we do not anticipate to be reached until approximately half of the stars or planets have been reached. Uh, Solomonides believes that we will have explored around half of the Milky Way galaxy before we hear anything, which will take a while since we've barely explored our own galactic neighborhood. We haven't even become an interplanetary species for crying out loud. Uh, Solomonides is careful to note. <laughs> At this point, yes, I, I actually would say we are. Uh, I mean, Mars is literally right there. Like you can go out at night and see Mars right. with the naked right. eye. It's a little red dot. It's just right. like on a, uh, if you're talking about communicating with species on an intergalactic or even uh, just inter like stellar level, that's pretty sad. Like mm -hmm. you can't even get to the rock next door. Like what is your problem? Well, yeah, but there's uh, space crabs and Martian scorpions. Well, what I think, else? I think your biggest gripe, Andy, is we haven't nuked it yet. So that's what like, I'm saying. It's pissing me off. <laughs> Solomonites is careful to note that the 1500 years is not a deadline. This is not oh, to say no. that we must. He said it. <laughs> this is not to 1500 say. years. It's <laughs> not to say that we must be reached by then or else we are in fact alone. We simply claim that it is somewhat unlikely that we will not hear anything before that time. That is that list. Uh, so, now there's some other theories as to where well, aliens before, come from or what's that? Uh, so I, before we swap uh, theories, if I can mention something yeah. on this one. Um, yeah. So we, we always look at these as like we, we think about alien life and how they move and advance at different pace than us. That's, that's very yes. commonly yes. the thought process. Why do why are we so convinced that it's going to happen in our future? Because if they evolved at a much higher pace than we did, and let's say mm -hmm. in the cosmos there is a galactic empire that keeps track of all the planets and stuff like that, who's to say they didn't come here before life? Who's to say they didn't come to Earth when it was just a desolate wasteland? Yeah. And their thought That's was, oh, yeah. it's completely empty. Let's they were just basically here early is what you're saying. Exactly. Like they got here early yeah. and in the galactic records, Earth is known for just being a ball of dirt. Basic. Yeah, a ball of dirt. Yeah, no, it's actually a really good theory. Like they, yeah. they checked it off the list. Like, hey, we checked out that planet. There's nothing there. Because let's be honest, uh, if the universe is as big as we say, I highly doubt they have multiple people going, you know what? We should check the entire universe again. Like they probably just go yeah, exactly. there once through <laughs> and they're like, you know what? That took roughly six thousand years for us to get that one. Let's just call it good. Yep. Let's just see yep. if that's what it is. 
And maybe that's the yep. reason why we've never experienced the contact because they did it in the past. They've already done it, and we just exactly, we weren't there. and we just weren't here. We weren't. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's like a great idea. They yeah. called us, and we just didn't. We weren't able to pick up the phone, and so they assumed yeah. that they called <laughs> the wrong number. I so mean, it's like, like a we tried to hit the yeah. phone well, with a block <laughs> at the time. I mean, like it's exactly like your idea of there's the, noises coming out of it. <laughs> The idea of like us writing a random address and sending the letter and whether or not it's real or not like that, that letter with that address could be a house when that area finally gets built. Like maybe there will be a house at that address in the future. It just doesn't exist yet. Yeah. And but for now, we got to return to sender like incorrect address. And if if you got that, you wouldn't go. You know what? In a couple years, I'm going to send something to that address again, and maybe that's it a good is point. there this yeah. time. I mean, yeah, I that's would, just but I'm that way. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's almost like a door to door salesman knocking on a bunch of doors before anybody's moved into the neighborhood. Exactly. You know, it's such a new development. Nobody's moved in yet, but he's trying to like make contact, and there's nobody there. Right. Yeah. And there's no um, signs that would imply that anyone would be moving in anytime soon. So right, they're just like, exactly. you know what? This has got to be just a ghost town. I'll move on to the next one. Right. No, that's actually, I think that's a great theory. Yeah. They, they were so far advanced than us because the universe is significantly older than our solar system. Yeah. Like if, you know, if you follow evolution, we evolved here quite possibly very late in, mm-hmm. in the, in terms of the actual age of the universe. And so other planets could have, evolved, explored the solar system, explored the universe, and then died off long before we even like started hitting phones with rocks. And right. so, uh, yeah. So, I yeah, no, that's sorry. Phones with um, rocks. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's a great theory, Dan. I actually, I really like that. Um, Good theory, Dan. Good theory. So, another theory is maybe, maybe extraterrestrials have visited us but they know us so well, they actually have intentionally left them kind of the, the whole situation in the dark for us. One theory is that extraterrestrials are us from the future, that they are us so far evolved that they've actually managed to time travel and they know how to manage time travel. They're not messing up the timeline mm-hmm. so that they can study us in the past uh, because there are some, some uh, I guess, evolution evolutionary scientists, biologists who are suggesting that as humans evolve, our eyes are getting bigger. Our, our mouths are actually getting smaller. We're starting to lose hair. So we are actually, believe it or not, slowly transforming into this classic image of an extraterrestrial. Yeah. Now give that a couple, give that a million years and we very well could be so far advanced and have evolved to look like that. And now we are going back in time to study ourselves. That's one theory. I mean, maybe aliens are aliens are gray because they were in a much longer quarantine than us, and they just lost all pigment. That's what it is. It's true. This is us slowly turning into. That's how we turn into the grays. Uh, Coronavirus is what did it. Yes, and our fear of the murder hornets. Um, Those things are terrifying. They are pretty (laughs) terrifying. Uh, Another theory. Okay, because we're going to wrap this up here soon. Um, I found this website called, uh, uh, what is it called? The the Aetherius Society. 
UFOs, aliens, and their spiritual message. And down uh, here, if can, you go down a little bit, can we can we talk about what the the tagline for the uh, the website is? The Ethereum Society cooperating with the gods from space. Oh yes, that's lovely. Yes, because that's how we want to approach it. Yeah. We want to treat I, extraterrestrials not like they're equals, but like they're gods. <laughs> well, this also makes it sound like this website is co-made by them. Like, yep, we've uh, we've been working with them for a couple months now. Got a nice website. Yeah. Uh, also a Facebook yep. page. <laughs> they sent some of their coders. They sent some of their coders yeah. down, you know, and, and fixed our code. Uh, they sent us Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> and they are monitoring us through Facebook. And they're uh, like, oh, yeah, my God, website. these people are idiots. They're poking each other, thinking it means something. Um, exactly. <laughs> Uh, they've taken something from middle school that they thought was funny in middle school yeah, and have now much. made it a part of their website. Yeah. Uh, so this is basically like this website is like a guide to communicating with extraterrestrials. How can you identify a UFO? And then I really actually like the Wait. theory that goes a little further down. I'm, I'm just going to say that? right now, that is a huge oxymoron identifying a UFO which stands oh, yeah, for an unidentified flying <laughs> <It's> object. <laughs> yep. So what is that? Well, it's a UFO. Okay, but what is it? It's a UFO. Like I've <laughs> I've identified that it is a UFO. <laughs> I've identified I've told that you it's what it is. We identified that it is an unidentifiable flying object. I don't see the problem. <laughs> uh, so alien life in our solar system. This actually suggests that alien life exists in our solar system at higher levels of vibration. So everything in existence vibrates at a certain frequency. Uh, and this suggests that extraterrestrials are actually essentially live right alongside us, but they exist at a slightly higher frequency, uh, which I think is a really great concept. What if uh, threat creation? What's that? What if they are what causes the Mandela effect? They Ooh. live in a slightly different universe, and that's why mm -hmm. occasionally we get those little blips. So when they come over, they disrupt it. Exactly. And yeah, they've tried know, multiple times, and uh, it's a possibility, possibility. Uh, I can imagine like one of their not. kind of. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can imagine one of their like uh, interstellar, not interstellar, but like interdimensional, intervibration astronauts coming back and saying, "So, I, I there's so many naughty words that I I, I feel like I have to use." <laughs> <laughs> So, so I entered their dimension, and uh, when I came back, I realized that I had accidentally changed Star Wars. Uh, so they like ha they have to keep track of the changes they've made. <laughs> oh, oh no! So, Disney bought them out in this alternate uh, reality. <laughs> oh, That's no, our what bad. Have you done? That's our bad. Guys. What have you done? Oh goodness! <laughs> also, the humans are catching on that the original line was, in fact, Luke, I am your father, <laughs> and not. <laughs> <laughs> like that would Love be his it. first thing he comes back he's like all right i just just real quick what is the line from star wars they're like luke i am your father damn it he's like okay ah <laughs> oh, i changed something again i changed uh, it again <laughs> higher levels of vibration throughout creation life can exist on different levels of vibration so while nasa may be searching for extraterrestrial life as we know it on the planet mars they're looking on the same level of vibration as we exist on earth today the physical plane if nasa were able to travel to the higher levels of vibration on mars they would find a planet full of advanced life we maybe this is actually claiming like it's already there 
Sure. Uh, a master of totally. yoga, a master of yoga could consciously leave their body and project to another planet. Yeah. Why we're not hearing about this more, I don't know. Uh, if they did this uh, and traveled to Mars, they would be able to see the advanced life there. This higher plane of existence is still physical, but is a higher form of physicality than our physical sense or our sense or, or our science can currently detect. Uh, life on other planets. Life on other planets in our solar system may not only exist, but is intelligent and highly advanced. Far more advanced than life on Earth. The most advanced planet in our solar system is Saturn. On this planet, the most evolved intelligences are known as the Perfects. Like other civilizations throughout the solar system, they live on higher planes of existence than we do. The Perfects are responsible for the evolution and enlightenment of life throughout the solar system. So the claim here is that intelligent life is is replete in our solar system, but they're essentially invisible. Interesting. We are their ghosts. So if I drink enough caffeine, <laughs> yes, <to> alter <laughs> my vibration. Got to yep. drink a hundred cups of coffee. If I drink a hundred cups of coffee, yep, I'll be able to see. Yes, you'll be able to see this. Or maybe just sit there and like vibrate really fast. Or maybe, maybe <laughs> hallucinogens are actually the gateway to these other dimensions. Right. And that's why they're Which seeing is, all these crazy things. Yes. Yeah. Which, Dan, is actually a theory. There's a theory that uh, hallucinogenics alter our brain chemistry in a way that, that it can function on a higher plane of existence. And that people aren't hallucinating. They're actually uh, at a higher level of consciousness. Uh, so what I find interesting here is that these the the writer of this article, the the author of this website, actually claims these things like they're fact. Mm -hmm. That's what I that's what I find uh, fascinating. That uh, where was it? Uh, the most advanced planet in our solar system is Saturn. So the perfects live on Saturn. I don't know. What is do you it, think? Is is no, it's Jupiter that's the gaseous one. Saturn's not. Both Saturn, both Saturn and Jupiter are gaseous. They are both yes. gaseous. Okay. Sometimes get gaseous. Yes. They're gaseous. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could see. I could see the theory that potentially it is right. actually a solid planet, but the way we perceive it is gaseous because it is moving so quickly. But because it is in relation to the people there, slightly more solid or still, we see it as gas. Right. But to them, it's an actual planet. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? And so that's the idea is that like, so what basically what we're talking about here is uh, just parallel universes, like parallel worlds. Mm -hmm. Really? I mean, if you're operating at a different frequency, then you don't exist on the same plane that our frequency does. So this is essentially parallel universes. Um, there's a line. I can imagine us... Uh, vibrating at a higher frequency and <laughs> visiting these these other civilizations like the perfects in our own solar system if they're actually there um who knows i haven't seen them myself so i can't say that they're not um there's a line in the orville you might remember it uh where they go to alara's planet and uh the pilot basically says like yeah it's amazing like i'm trash i'm such trash because he's comparing himself <laughs> to this civilization and I can imagine us as humans, just in general as humans, finally seeing the perfects in these other advanced right. civilizations and basically telling ourselves, like, we're trash. We're such wow, we trash. 
Oh goodness. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So there, this website is full of, of really fascinating um, concepts, but I really like that idea actually uh, that alien life is right here. It's just not at the same frequency that we are. Yeah. So maybe they're visiting us on our frequency and then leaving and, but they're still here mm-hmm. just invisible. I like so. that theory. And that is why we have not made contact because <laughs> we literally don't speak uh, on the same frequency. <laughs> so I, I, I saw my guy. So, I was like, oh, hey, you just popped in. Okay, I'll see you next time. Yeah, okay. I'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd be blinded by his amazing light because he exists at a higher frequency. I don't know. Uh, yeah, any thoughts before we go? That actually filled up the hour pretty well. Yeah. No, I liked a lot of these theories, and I find it funny that every time I think of a theory and think, I'm like, oh, this could be interesting. Most of them, you're like, oh, this is already a thing. The only theory I've ever come up with so far that does not seem to be a thing is my, in the past, is when they showed up. Because it sounds like that is one that we've never seen. Yeah, and nobody can disprove it either. Yeah. I think I've seen anything. Uh I came up with another theory with my brother uh, yesterday, uh, a couple days ago, actually, that what if, hang with me here, okay. what if the Earth, like aliens, extraterrestrials, are actually us, and the Earth was a prison colony hundreds Ooh. of thousands of years ago. They sent their worst people to the planet Earth to fend for themselves, left so them with Australia? nothing. I mean... So we're basically Australia. I've met other humans and so i could definitely see them being prisoners from the from the galaxy yeah, exactly <laughs> like that's, and just some of us are yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, more reformed right than that. exactly and what if uh you know these people that we think like oh they're brilliant they they just they think on this higher level uh, are actually their representatives coming to check on us right <laughs> like how's they're that the person guards. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's it's fine it's I think we should keep ghosting them a little longer, you know. Yeah, make sure maybe that, oh, maybe man. not go check them out right away. Just <laughs> <laughs> we just simply forgot that we're aliens. I like that theory. I like yeah. it. I mean, yeah, you you send these these prisoners, you know, down to this planet. It's it's a rich planet, you know. It's obviously they can survive there, but you send them down there with nothing, and they got to fend for themselves. Eventually, they're going to forget their history. I mean, give it enough yeah. time. And yeah. then the aliens show up, and they're like, they're still not reforming. Send the murder hornets. <laughs> Send the murder hornets. Oh man! And now we're just waiting for uh, to appeal our case, I guess. With yeah, yes. with our yeah. Um, oh goodness! Yeah. So those are some of the theories as to why we have not made contact yet. Um, yeah. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Uh, maybe you have a, a theory that you also haven't heard uh, anywhere else. Uh, if so, we would love to hear what that is. Uh, Dan, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danty Producer or on Twitch at Silo91, C-Y-L-O-O-91. And on Tinder mm-hmm. at Danty Lover. And on Tinder at Danty. Or Silo69, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> or the London Hammer. We keep forgetting about the London Hammer. All right, that's that's my <laughs> new favorite one. On Tinder at Silo69. <laughs> XXX. Um, 420 blazing <laughs> Andy where can they find you I would look down at you Andy but um, 
the way Dylan edits it for YouTube is like totally different from what I'm seeing right now. So that's fair. Uh, I can just kind of yeah. look up it like this. Well, Gary, <laughs> uh, wrong direction, but yeah. Oh, is it? Damn. <laughs> You're just looking off screen. Well, cause no, mm. cause I'm on, I'm actually on discord. So on discord, it's like that. I forget it's the other yeah, it way is. on, mm. uh, on Twitch. That's why, uh. um, you can find me in, uh, for I am the Andy on Instagram and that's it. And that's it. it. Thank yeah, you. Sorry. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Film Circuit and uh, Twitter at Film Circuit and Instagram at Northward Films. Uh, thank you for watching this episode. We will figure out something else for next week, but who knows? And uh, I'm also starting a Kickstarter to nuke Mars. So, And don't forget, yeah, this episode is sponsored by G Fuel, where yes. if you want to save 10% off your order, use the code COMICS at checkout. Thank you. Glorp you next time. Glorp, everybody. I love the Illuminati. Catchphrases. <laughs>